ever notice how when you've been in a relationship with a narcissist, you might find yourself feeling very threatened by the opposite sex. And unfortunately, this is especially true for females. Well, there's a reason that you feel that way. And a lot of times it has something to do with a narcissist. So that's what we're talking about today at queenbeing.com. Why you feel threatened by people of the opposite sex or same sex when you're in a relationship with, with a narcissist and what you can do to get over those feelings. So let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand and overcome narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. If that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and we'll get going. Really quickly before we get started, I want to share with you a viewer question that prompted me to make this video. So here you go. In response to a poll that I did on my community tab here on this channel, my viewer Natasha says to me, I struggle really badly with the other women. She says his favorite trick is to ghost me while he dates someone else and I wind up feeling terrible. She said, I find myself comparing myself to the scores of other women, feeling like I'm ugly, uninteresting, stupid, and underachieving. She said, I think the main reason I keep going back is because I want to prove to myself that I'm good enough, better than the others really, which I know is terrible, but I can't seem to stop that mindset. Any ideas on how to get over this, please? Well, let's talk about it. Here's the harsh truth, Natasha. Whether we like to admit it or not, the narcissist is incapable of finding anyone they consider good enough. The fact is, according to the narcissist, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, you will never be good enough because they have this hole in their soul that is unfillable. They are always looking for new, better supply, and even the others that they keep going off with are not good enough for the narcissist. But please remember, this has nothing to do with you or them. It's all about the narcissist and the narcissist's inability to find peace within him or herself. The narcissist believes that somehow they must achieve their greatness by finding a good supply. They don't have a personality of their own that allows them to dig into the truth. So there's a psychological basis for this, but before I get into all the science, let me just start here. I've been there. Let me tell you a little story. When I was pregnant with my second child, one of my best friends from college came to stay with me for a weekend. During that weekend, I became so insanely jealous that I, I really believed that my husband was totally into her. That wasn't true, but I was still dealing with wounds from my narcissistic relationship and I felt so jealous and I knew that my friend would never do anything to hurt me like that. And I knew that my husband was not interested in her, but every time she'd walk through the room with her skinny, not pregnant body, I would be like, oh my God, I can't handle it. And I told her, I sat down and told her because she was one of my best friends and I explained to her and she said, I would never. And I said, I know. And I even told my husband, he said, I would never. And I said, I know, but I understand how it feels to feel so overwhelmed. It was a horrible feeling for me. I totally understood that it was not logical and that it was not real and I understood that it was partially hormonal and it was partially an old wound from that relationship but I still couldn't stop feeling it. Narcissists have this way of making us feel like we're not good enough and very often they compare us to other people directly or otherwise and in many cases the narcissist will even say things to us or show us behaviors that lend us to, to think that we are not as good as other people that they may or may not be attracted to. Sometimes it's just a matter of they feel attracted to someone and they tell you even when they shouldn't. Other times it's a matter of they tell you, look at that hot ass on that person or look at that sexy whatever on that person. There's always something and you will start to learn things about them. Like you'll notice 
Well, maybe you're a brunette and they only like blondes. Or maybe you're a redhead and they only like brunettes. They seem like they decide that they're into whatever you aren't. And then they kind of dig on you on that. And it goes even deeper than that. So you hear all the time about how men and women are different. You hear people say, girls are meaner than boys. Women are meaner than men. Dudes will just kind of you know, punch each other and move on. Or dudes will just have an issue, they'll talk about it, they'll move on, it'll be over. There's no drama. I don't think that's entirely true, but there is something to be said for the fact that women do tend to be a little more cruel to one another in certain circumstances. And if we're being honest, there are more women who tend to verbalize, at least, distaste or displeasure with other women. And just to continue with the whole honesty thing, women are jealous of each other or threatened by each other for weird reasons. I don't want to make this a male-female thing here, but it's important to note this because part of this is evolutionary, right? But part of it is directly as a result of being abused emotionally by a narcissist. Most women can tell you that they've survived at least one mean girl or mean woman situation in their lifetime. You know, the girls who would dismiss them, socially torment them, put them down, abuse them in some way. So what does the social research say on this? What does psychology say about this? Well, obviously the research is a little bit complex because the fact is that it's almost impossible to really get a feel and measure, accurately measure a critical, harsh, negative attitude considering the fact that most people want to see themselves as good people, good, upstanding. And if they stay focused on what they like about themselves or what the good things are, there's a self-serving kind of bias toward that. But in recent years, there has been a little increase in attention when it comes to this research, thanks to people like Tina Fey and the Mean Girls movie. So just a little research to get us started. A 2013 study found that women who were in college tended to not want to be friends with women who were seen as promiscuous, while men didn't have that same issue with other men. And the study also showed that women were very aware of women who were considered promiscuous and negatively judge them as a result of it. What does this have to do with being jealous? Stick with me, we'll get to it. Then there was a 2011 study that found that women would be more sensitive to social exclusion than men, typically, according to this study. Of course, if you've ever experienced a mean girl, you know this is no big surprise, and that's kind of why mean girls are so successful, because not only do they humiliate you and make you feel horrible about yourself, but they kind of socially exclude you because they, they can literally make it so that anyone who does want to be your friend is tortured as well. And that causes so much social pressure and drama in the life of a young woman. Sadly, the same thing is seen in adult women in certain groups, such as PTAs or country clubs, things like that. You'll find one woman who becomes kind of the leader and other women follow. And when one that leader decides to exclude some new person or a person who's done something that the leader doesn't like, very often the rest of the women in the group are required to do so as well. And that seems very juvenile, but it's very true. And the same thing happens in offices. I can think back right now to one of my office jobs that I had over the years where it was a, a department entirely filled with women. And there were definitely the groups, just like in high school, the popular group, the nerdy group, the one nobody wanted to be with. And then there were the individual people who no one seemed to want to be around or who didn't want to be around other people. And then there's the research that was done by Nikki Crick, who actually does quite a bit of gender research. She investigates things like relational aggression which is the type of aggression that women tend to engage in more regularly than men. So relational aggression is where the mean girl syndrome comes from. So in a study she did back in 1998, she found that, that girls were more likely to be significantly more relationally victimized, while boys were more likely to be overtly victimized. So women are being abused as children by other children more openly 
than men. Little boys don't tend to have the same kinds of issues as little girls do because they are more open about what they're doing. Little girls will be sneaky about it, but also very open about it. So there's a lot of underhanded stuff happening with little girls. So as someone who's been raised by a narcissist and or who's spent years being together with a narcissist, a woman might have some problems with other women. Now let me talk to you about how that happens. So when we're talking about the mother situation, you might've watched your mother either be cheated on or do a lot of cheating. If your mother was your narcissist, she may have taught you that you need to control your person. She may have taught you by example that a woman controls her man or that a woman you know runs the house for example but she also may have taught you that she needs to watch her man very carefully she may have taught you that part of being married is getting reports every five seconds on where your spouse is or controlling what your spouse does or where your spouse goes and as you came up into life and realized that it didn't work that way all the time you might have started to be confused if your mother was cheated on in the past she may have developed an attitude of extreme hypervigilance and as a result that could have transferred onto you there's another way that this can happen though so even if it didn't transfer onto you and you didn't feel that way about it if you're in a relationship with a narcissist and the narcissist is always comparing you to other people is always making you feel less than even subtly but very often very blatantly by being nice and friendly to other women and not to you for example say you're at a party you and your narcissist just had a huge fight and then you look across the room and you notice that your narcissist is laughing and talking to another woman if she's even remotely attractive and close to his age or her age but let's just for this example use him and her you're you're gonna find that you're feeling threatened and upset by this and you don't even know exactly why. It might not bother you as much if your narcissist wasn't so mean to you, wasn't so hateful to you, didn't frown every time they saw you or didn't complain about you to you every time you were around each other in the same room. This of course can lead to anxiety which causes you to try to figure out a way to deal with it. Your initial thought to deal with it might be to say to your spouse or, or loved one, hey, I really don't like it when you do this, especially when we've been in an argument. The response you'll get will be something along the lines of, oh my God, you're so controlling. Or how, I was just talking to a person. God, I definitely wasn't trying to have sex with that person. I was just talking to them. And then slowly over time, they beat you down to the point that you stop saying anything. Where if you do say something, it's only after you've tried to hold it in for three days. And then anytime you talk about it from there on out, you become the controlling person that they don't like. Every thought you have, if you if they come home two hours late and you say, hey, why are you two hours late? They'll go, why? You're so, you're so controlling. Why are you so pushy? And so it develops this sense in the relationship of you're a horrible, jealous person and they're just an, an innocent victim in your insanity. It's a form of gaslighting. So anxiety is very common as a side effect of this. So here's an example. I, I knew someone who had trouble getting pregnant who had gone and spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on fertility treatments. And this made her very upset and anxious. And her narcissist husband decided to attack her on the regular for not being able to give birth. In fact, he decided that he was into pregnant women. So this led this woman to feel threatened by every pregnant woman that walked down the street and even by women who had children. So what was her response? She tried to talk to the narcissist. The narcissist would do nothing. Then she decided, okay, well, I can't talk to the narcissist, so I'm just going to have to shove it all down and not think about it. Well, the horrible side effect that came from that was that every time she saw someone with children, she decided, or who was pregnant and who was not, you know, some a pregnant woman one time was eating tuna and the woman almost had a heart attack because she couldn't believe this woman was so selfish to eat tuna while she was pregnant. Little silly things like that. But the point is, she became so obsessed with criticizing other women and their parenting that she was not fun to be around anymore. And this was all a direct result of the fact that she was not able to share her feelings with her narcissist and that if she did try to share them, 
he would beat her down emotionally. Interestingly enough, and probably not shocking to you, women in general, according to every bit of research there is, are more concerned about their appearance than men as a whole, statistically speaking. Because women report so much more anxiety in the appearance department than men, and because of the fact that in most cases the media pressures us to look a certain way, whether it's thin or beautiful or both, let's be honest, young, all these things, women tend to feel threatened by women who they perceive as more attractive than them when it comes to their man or person that they're with, the man or woman that they're with. So a woman is going to be more likely to sort of close herself off to women she feels are more attractive than herself. So here's the thing you have to remember. We feel in these situations when we go through narcissistic abuse, when we are constantly belittled by our mate, by our spouse, we feel threatened. We don't feel intimidated. We feel threatened. The difference is that when you feel threatened, you are scared. There is fear there. When you feel threatened, you're afraid that another woman will take or attempt to take something you have, in this case, your man or your woman. But maybe you're also afraid they'll take your confidence or your BFF or some role you have established in your group or whatever. Maybe you're afraid she's going to take something you want, like a future boyfriend or, or girlfriend or, or a promotion or something at work. Either way, though, these feelings of being threatened, they always come out of our own insecurity, very often cultivated by the narcissist. Remember that we do not fear something if we feel secure in that thing or ourselves. So if you're, say, at a party with your husband or your wife and a beautiful woman walks in the room, maybe you feel a little intimidated, maybe you feel a little jealous, but you're definitely not going to feel threatened unless you feel insecure about your own looks or you feel insecure about your relationship. Understand that when you feel threatened, along with the insecurity that comes from it, it brings out the very worst in us. We tend to shut down. We tend to lash out when this insecurity gets the best of us. You have to understand everybody has insecurities, but in order to move from feeling threatened to either intimidated or unaffected, we need to recognize our insecurities for what they are, we need to use those feelings to motivate ourselves toward changing for the better or toward finding out what it is that that person has that we want because that's what it all comes down to. If you're lucky, maybe you'll get some of that perfection rubbed off on you. But if you're feeling threatened by other women in your relationship, you have to recognize that it has nothing to do with the other woman. It only has to do with the way you have been abused and the resulting insecurity that has come upon you after the abuse. But interestingly enough, on a side note, there was a 2012 study that found that women who had more support from their family of origin and who found more positive things to look at in the media were less likely to have a negative body image. The family support that counts and curating what your children are watching if you're trying to help your child avoid this. For yourself, it can be a similar deal, but when we are survivors of narcissistic abuse, very often we don't have a good supportive family, so we have to learn how to support ourselves. All of that being said, I'm about to blow your mind. So here's something that you probably don't know. It is not the fact that you were threatened by other women because they seem to be better or have more or their life is better or anything like that. It's none of that stuff, believe it or not. Even though you might look at a hot woman or an attractive woman and go, damn, I hate her, right? It's normal, we all do a little bit, right? But <laughs> the reason that you feel bad is this. It is because you accept the idea that someone who looks a certain way or someone who acts a certain way or someone who is something that you are not deserves love and you don't. 
you accept the idea that if someone is less attractive, they don't deserve love. And listen, that's bullshit. You may have even unconsciously accepted the idea that you don't deserve love and that you cannot experience love. All of these things lead to the fact that you are missing a very big important thing in your life when you're dealing with a narcissist and that is true unconditional love. Unfortunately, most adults will never receive true unconditional love from someone else, at least not anyone they're not connected to biologically. But when we're talking about our narcissists and our spouses and our partners, we cannot expect unconditional love even from them. In order to ever, ever, ever get over feeling threatened by people of the opposite sex, we must learn to love ourselves unconditionally, to approve of ourselves unconditionally, and we must learn not to compare ourselves to other people. So if you're interested in me doing a video on those things in more detail, please let me know in the comments below and, and hit the like button so I know what you're looking for. This brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, can you relate to my viewer? Do you understand how it feels to feel threatened by people of the opposite sex and how it can kind of corrode your mind and take over your life? If so, share your thoughts and your experiences in the comment section below. How'd you get over it? Let us know that too. And Maybe you'll help another survive. That's all I've got for you right now. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.